Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five of Two Cynics Podcast. Back after somewhat popular demand, I would say. Um, obviously, we've been very active on social, but this podcast is starting controversially already uh, because Andrew wants to roast me. So, Andrew, the floor is yours. Well, how's your vacation? Vacation was great. Um, I'm this time. I'm actually. I mean it. Uh, the last vacation that I took, and this is going to sound super pretentious, but I went to London a couple months ago, five days, kind of went through the motions. Uh, can't say I really enjoyed it as much as I could have. This one was was a lot better. I went to Italy and then Spain impromptu. So um, had a great time, went with, with a childhood friend. So my, my point, uh, I want to, I want to hear more about the trip. Um, but I, I can't. Like, I mean, like three minutes before we started recording, um, you posted a picture of you and your childhood friend. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to show it. You're not showing, I'm not showing it. Well, hold on. Let me just get the facts straight. It's, it's not one picture. There's five pictures. I don't care. I don't care. The main, the banner picture is you and this guy arm in arm, um, dressed up pretty nice, you know, looking good. And the caption on Instagram is tough to get on the plane home after these 10 days. It screams that you guys went on this trip as a couple and you are in love. It screams that. Listen, first off, I don't think the people that know me or at least know me through social media, I don't have a huge following. It's hardly bigger than our current following as a podcast. They, they, a lot of them know who this guy is. Like objectively though, do you see how that looks? I see it. I see it. But listen, the post is getting likes from, from men and women. So I don't know that necessarily that's being thought out. Also like here, I travel with the guy. I can't just leave him out. Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, we're obviously going to get a one picture together. We happen to get it at the sporting event that we went to. Like, what do you want us to do? Would you and I do that? Would we ever... If we went somewhere together, would we ever ask someone? You're weird about th- you're weird about this stuff, though. Like you can't you can't be normal in this environment. Like you can't just put put your you know your complex to the side and be like, hey, what complexes? There's nothing wrong with it. It's just well, what, no, 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 no. What do you need, I, do you need uh, the picture with him for? To to be like, hey, we were here on X day watching this thing, and it's like pretty freaking cool, like. Listen, there's there's an element of vanity to it. I I won't I won't deny that. Like I was trying to do the social media shutdown for some of the trip. You saw, I'm sure you saw my notifications were, were silent. I respected it for once. <laughs> you respected it. I didn't, oh yeah, you did, I didn't deliver. Delivered, it anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I appreciate that. But listen, I I had to I had to throw a bone to to my personal ego and to my you know 400 something followers so they they could see what I was what I was up to. Cause honestly, like, yeah, I don't post, like I post once a year, twice a year. And it's not everybody who's posting all the time. That's the fake stuff, right? You're posting all the happy moments. You're not posting the day to day stuff. I decided to I post a happy moment. People like set up their phone to post them, like breaking down in tears, like, like, just, you know, hands over their knees, like what a brutal day. And they're crying on TikTok. And all I can think about is like how you went out of your way to actually set that up before you remembered to start crying. It's an attention grab thing, right? Um, you could probably do on the TikTok, you could play the cause you had a bad day song. You're taking one down, yada, yada, yada. It's everybody does their own thing, but I was I was pretty happy for a change on this trip. Maybe not for a change. That sounds bad. I was, I was welfare, welfare check. John Morant, <laughs> welfare check. No, we're not. We're not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in the John Morant uh, category. But speaking of attention nice. seeking, though, you saw yeah. that. Well, that happened. I think on the first day of the trip, the fact that you, are you talking about when he when he was once again. Filmed no, post in the club. Today. Did you not see that? Oh, that he's that he's going off social media to work. Was, on himself, he said, right? "I love you, mom. I love you, dad. Bye." First off, way too intense. Way too intense. I'm sure the "bye" was in all caps. There was a period before it, a period after. Like, 
Also, I want attention. Screams, I want attention. I don't, I don't want to speculate what goes on behind the scenes from a family standpoint. You know, if I keep going at this rate, maybe there's going to be a, a red laser pointing at my head in in the next twenty five seconds. But I feel like his dad enabled some of this stuff. Like his dad was always courtside, always talking smack. He was heavily involved in in that whole group that was probably a okay with him doing this stuff. Like, I don't know if his dad, what's his name? T. I don't know if he was going Demetrius. to the clubs. His name Demetrius. I I'm Demetrius. Demetrius. Sorry. T instead of D. I think um, that's Jaw's name too. I think he's Demetrius. Demetrius. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is there anything further to go on this? How long is it? Cause how long do you think this break is going to last from him for him from him on social media? Because remember, he did his quote unquote rehabilitation that quote, that little program, cute little program the Grizzlies put him in. I like, and he was out for know. what like eight days or something before he came back. I have empathy for him, but I also think he's such a like. I also do. I do, and I don't like. He doesn't deserve empathy, but like he's so young. You like you look at him. You're like he's not a bad guy. He's obviously not a like a scumbag person. He's just such an idiot. And like, at first I was like, um, I was like, why, why are we so upset about this? This is stupid. Like, but then I think like Memphis is such, you know, there's some heavily well, this is getting like semi-serious and we probably shouldn't do this, but like, there's some really underprivileged communities there and he's gotta be a God there to those kids in those neighborhoods. And the people that are trying to make it out and like, he made it, out like right he made it out and he could get probably like thousands of people out if he like lebron like i hate lebron so much but built the school incredible role model and has put so much but like that one stupid mistake like will probably get people killed which is so aggressive and it's such a but it like if you think about the ripple effect of him not thinking about he's just not thinking like i don't think he's doing anything malicious he's just not thinking and i don't get why he wants to be a gangster like i don't get it what do you want dude why do you want to be a gangster? And it's also unsettling for us because I think he's younger than both of us, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it just it just it makes no sense to me. And I hope I hope like obviously it's content, but I hope this becomes a non story next year because he's so you know, good. They, he's so good. They're gonna kick that idiot Dylan Brooks to the curb. Like I don't wanna just hate the team and and he's good for the league. They clearly try to put him on every poster before all this stuff happened last year. So yeah, I, I know I use this back to phrase, put him on a po- talked about Glorilla. I hope like, it'd be nice if he was just like a quiet star. Like, I mean, he's not, he's obviously a flamboyant personality and always will be, but like, I think Russell Westbrook is probably like as flamboyant as it's tolerable. Um, tolerable. What did I say? Tolerable. Tolerable. What an idiot. <laughs> Long day Long recording. Day. We usually record in the evenings, even though I see you have plenty of sunlight because is it dark in New York? Like completely dark, it's completely dark. I mean, it's eight 40. So yeah, it's dark. It'll be dark it's right here by the time we're done recording. Right. So do you want to go back to the post? Do you have any more? Do you have any no, more? No, no, that's it. We'll, we'll blast that out. Uh, actually, I, I don't know if I think Hannah will, if she's, uh, she's putting the baby to bed. I'm sure she's going to come by. I told oh, her she can make, I told her she can make like a quick cameo at, if she wanted to, and we can get her opinion. I mean, she'll say the same thing. She's saying the same exact thing. But she doesn't like think to be censored, so we'll have to. It'll just be a bunch of expletives, and she'll turn. Her. She'll turn around and 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 like the post forty eight seconds later. Jeez. You know, out of Isn't the goodness no of better. her heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so stupid that she's following us, exposing us completely. Yeah, we're we're trying to keep a low profile for. A variety of reasons at this point in time. We're and, just oh, talking about you. There she comes. <laughs> did you hear that? No. What did she say? Come here. Say it again. Not gonna go on the camera. All right. Well, say say what you just said. <laughs> you look like a loser with your microphone. Thought you had like a headset no. or something. We discussed how <laughs> headsets are for losers. David wore a headset in the first episode, and he looked like an idiot. Looked like a gamer. <laughs> Listen, gamers are making a lot of money these yeah, days. I had a 
It, what do you mean giant microphone? His microphone. Hannah, Hannah, you need to you need to see like what actual podcasters have. Like they have like a stanchion, yeah. and the microphone is like perfectly angled like this, so you don't have to hold it like us two losers. There's oh, hey, a can I get a muffler. Opinion? We were you guys talked about. We were just we were just talking about this. I'm I'm about to get roasted. This is bad podcasting. This is all getting this Open is all getting cut out. Irritated. I'm smiling. Is that not like? Is that an acceptable thing? That picture. I think so. Are you kidding me? What is? Does that not look like they went on that trip as a couple? Listen, it's very no, simple. They just look like like European dads. I'll like, take that in a like heartbeat. Of, like I'll take that in a heartbeat. No clue of like what's acceptable or not. So it is acceptable. And it's it's so funny you call us European dads because we are literally the only two Americans inside that stadium in the picture. Nobody else. There were like a couple Brits. Nobody spoke English. We came into this trip speaking no Italian. I tried to muster a couple a couple words. Grazie, asking, prego. Yeah, I bet yeah I exactly. About, uh, David at the Mexican restaurant. Oh, that's actually such a good segue. So on the, we were talking about this last night. We were watching 90 Day Fiance. Um, That's your guys' personality trait. It's like you watch 90 90 Day Fiance. Or was it from something else that brought it up? The trash TV. So uh, for our listeners, we'll clip this. Obviously, this would be a great TikTok. Um, When (laughs) we go to Mexican restaurants with David, when when an American, and I have, David has good Spanish. I have conversational Spanish. Took five, six years. AP. I have decent Spanish. AP. What'd you get? A two? <laughs> four. I got oh, credit. Four. Yeah, Glow, hey, glowing relax, reviews. Right, relax. Um, when I go to a Mexican restaurant, even though I can pronounce because my I speak another language, I can say fajitas if I need to. Cerveza. Burrito tacos. I can tamales. I can say these things. But when I order, because I am clearly not of the I native am language, as Caucasian as it gets. Yes, I say, can I please get the fajitas? This the steak fajitas, carne asada. David, yeah. on the other hand, uh, carne asada, please. Carne asada. Okay, not the please. Fa- okay, don't fajitas. do the please. I'm can not doing your. I'm not doing a Nadal impression here. First of all, do you okay. say por favor? <laughs> First of all, I, I need to be able to defend myself, right? Because some people might get offended by this. Now, I'm not saying we need to be apologizing, but I here here's where your argument falls falters a little bit because you're referencing things that happened three plus years ago. So we were we, we were discussing this. I said that you were definitely this guy when we were going in Chicago. I, that's gonna get bleeped out. It's okay. That <laughs> we're not. We didn't. We lived there. We weren't from there, so it's fine. Um, but I do. I told Hannah I don't think you'd be like this if we went to here. Now that will have to be bleeped out. Okay. So <laughs> it's like as I said, we see each other once a year. It's been three and a half long years since we last it went there. We last. <laughs> Hey, make a post about us arm in arm. Please. That was unacceptable too. So I don't, I don't, I don't do the accent anymore. I, I've cut it out. Matured. I've matured, but, but here's, here's what, here's where it comes full circle. So the second leg or the third leg of, of this trip that I was just on was to Spain impromptu. And there, it was a stark contrast with Italy because I actually can understand the language and can speak it at a decent level. So when I was there... You must have been insufferable. You know, listen, listen. Checks into the hotel. Hola, me llamo David. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When, I'm, when I was there last week, I had a, a crisis of conscience because part of me wanted to be the hardo and to go all out and to do what you're accusing me of. But then part of me was like, hey, they're going to know one way or another that you're not local. Like, they're going to figure it out pretty quickly. So do I try my hardest or do I do a little half-ass accent so I don't sound like a snobby American, right? And I went with the latter. And 
some people continued the conversation in Spanish with me and I kept going and other people immediately realized that I was an English speaker and they followed up in English. So I feel like that's growth from my standpoint. And even it is, it is growth. Um, I would, God, every time I would travel with my parents, my when, when I was younger, they'd make me take like a Rosetta stone class on like, we'd go to, we, when we went to Italy, I was 12 and you retained none me, of it. Again, just what I said earlier on yes. the podcast. Grazie. Grazie. Prego. Prego. Yeah. Um, uh, Ciao tutti. What'd you say, Hannah? You said it's expensive. It was like free Rosetta. It was actually, it was pirated Rosetta Stone. This is fucking, (laughs) of course it was. My dad pirated everything too. My dad and Hannah's dad, we ran a, ran a scheme of pirating DVDs and. I thought my friends were going to like. Report us and go to jail. I once, my dad and I went to the movies and I said. filmed it? in line no no it was never the he had like a machine that pirated dvds we'd get them from the library and then he'd burn them but we this we was the lime wire of the 2010s it was it was like i mean you know how at the beginning of every movie it says like punishable fbi punishable yes. by like 45 years in prison and my dad would like every time the movie would come on he's like we don't tell anybody we don't <laughs> we don't tell anybody and then one time what we were the, in what line was, what was he doing what was the purpose what do you mean? We'd get a we'd get a DVD from like Blockbuster or the library. He'd burn it onto our own DVD, and then we'd keep it. I we see. owned that now, and he would have like a little he'd on a piece of paper. He would cut it out. He'd write like Kill Bill Volume Two and <laughs> slip it into the thing, and then we knew what it was. We had a whole stand of all these pirated DVDs, and if like my friends would ask, he would just like, no, I lost 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 cover. <laughs> He got super pissed at me one time. I said something. We were in line at the movies, and I was like, "Why don't we just like wait for this to come out and like you can burn it?" He was like, "Stop it, stop it." <laughs> oh man, I hope they don't come after us, you guys. There's got to be a statue. I mean, we statue statue limitations. Online online video converter YouTube. You ever use that the, one? When I was doing LimeWire, I mean, we were like eight, right? I remember like a police car pulled into our cul-de-sac like an hour after I downloaded like, uh, yeah, by Usher. And I thought they were coming after me. And I thought they were coming after me. I sat there like anxiously (laughs) waiting to get arrested. Thought your life, the rest of your life was over basically. Yeah. What do you, either you have to participate or you got to go. You, you can't hide. Hannah, Hannah, you're throwing off my agenda. You're throwing off the agenda right now. I told you Dave, it was getting annoyed. Well, you are welcome to join the show, but you have to sit here and and participate. David would agree. I think it would be a great, David's, David's, David's blinking at me right now. I get this here. (laughs) Your words, not mine. We got to bleep out the the B word. You are more than welcome to stay, but you have to contribute and not interrupt. What are you looking for? This is the worst podcast. Right, so we got we got to resume our 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 Where, what are we plan. You asked me about the trip. Yeah, where yeah. do you want to start? No, like I, where do you want to start? Um, I mean, where were you? Like, what were you on when we stopped? So I was talking about how. Oh my God, I'm looking at your notes. They're so long. Oh, that's that's that. Those are the public notes. You should you should see the the ones that I didn't share with you. Basically, so I think we need to go back to the beginning for the cynics. I basically went into this trip wanting to not be cynical during the trip, like as important as logging out of, of social media. And I told myself anytime that something cynical thought wise would come up, I would just note it in my notes app and save it for the show. And I think I've got over somewhere in the neighborhood of, of 30 bullet points worth of things that, that came up on a separate note sheet on a separate note sheet. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to start with the airline? Our favorite airline was uh, was in action. 
We need. I mean, we can. We have apartment corner. We might as well do airline travel corner. Yeah, travel corner. So, I'm showing up to JFK Airport, one of the worst airports in America. Big Fucking airport there. Seven hours overnight. Yeah, big, big airport. They're they're doing all these new terminals. They look as barren as they used to look. There's just slightly more space. The food options are terrible unless you have lounge access. I don't know if. Any of the cynics watched the White Lotus, but I saw Porsche in the TSA pre-check line. It's a show that I've been telling you guys to watch. Not listening to me. Refusing. Um, what else we got? So I, I was, I was bringing. I checked the bag, and then I had a, a big like duffel bag that I was going to put in the overhead compartment, and then a backpack as my personal item. What do you know? I get stopped at the gate as I'm about to board the plane, and they're like, "You can't bring this on the plane." A Boeing 777, I think I said too many sevens, is incapable of, of putting a Nike duffel bag in the overhead compartment. So I obviously made a scene and was just like, are you kidding me? I held up the whole line behind me and I did not want I'm to check this bag. Holder. Yeah, exactly. And I, I didn't want to check this bag because that's where my backup clothes were. Like in the event that I would lose my main suitcase, I had backup stuff to get me through a few days in there as well as some other miscellaneous items. Nope. Can't check it. So I, or can't take it with me. I check it at the gate. I walk into this plane. I don't know. You've seen home alone. What is the plane? The, the plane from home alone one, I swear to God, it was the same plane that I was on and 1980s or nineties old ass American airlines, aircraft, Straight out of the movie, straight out of the movie, creaky overheads, small spaces. I mean, it was just an utter disaster, but I can't complain because my friend who I can't take pictures with, he had a four and a half hour uh, mechanical failure before his flight took off from another city. Of course he did. Right. Cause every, of course. Well, so listen, listen. So they had a mechanical failure. Then they got the green light to proceed. And as they're waiting for the paperwork, this guy on his flight in first class got anxious and made a scene and had to leave the plane. So they had to escort this guy. Usually they make everybody get off. For whatever reason, they didn't. They escort this guy out of the plane, and then they needed to do paperwork to document the fact that they had a scene happen on the plane. What do you get anxious about in first class? I don't know. My my friend was in probably 35D, so I don't know how much of it he saw, but just it was lucky that he even that he even showed up on time. Um luckily my flight wasn't too wasn't too bumpy. But here's here's another thing I got to say. These these airplanes, right? I already complained that this plane was old. What in the fuck is wrong with these screens that they have? They're they're showing they, they you know how the map you have a map that shows like the speed that you're going at the distance to the destination and you can put it on a little globe if Altitude, you want sure. yeah exactly the maps that they were showing they are the most poorly sized maps that I've ever seen they Not are straight rotten first off they don't show major cities like we were flying over England for part of it and London wasn't on the thing. Like, what are we doing? Then it was so poorly scaled. Rome was equidistant from Barcelona and Tehran on this map. And I started getting worried. I was like, we're awfully close to a place that I don't want to go. We're in Middle Eastern airspace. Exactly. Not airspace I want to be in. So just an absolute clown show. I also managed to break. The touchscreen was very faulty. I managed to break the um, super embarrassing. I broke the uh, remote. That goes into the the seat in front of you. Wow, they still have that. I guess I haven't they been on a triple seven in a long time. That's that's an old plane. I pull it out. I press the button. I pull it out, and you then you have to plug it back in for takeoff because of course everything's a safety hazard. And I couldn't I couldn't put it back in. And this guy sitting next to me came in, looked like he wanted to make conversation with me. As soon as he saw me start fidgeting with this remote and this rope, he lost all respect for me as a human being. And like, I can't ask questions at this point. I'm not traveling with my parents. I'm by myself. You just have to take the L. I tried to like finesse it. Tuck it in between your legs. Well, so I tucked it into the seat in front of me. That's what I did. And luckily nobody noticed it. (laughs) Tuck it between your legs. 
So <laughs> do, do we start the tuck conversation? That's a popular one right now. Go ahead. I don't, I'm not aware of what this conversation You're not aware. All right. No. Uh, we don't have to do it on this show. Just Google target right now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I know. I bet I know we get that. a lot of opinions post, like post a conversation about tuck underwear and then hashtag DeSantis hashtag Trump. You know, I'm not a fan of that. We already, we already towed the line with the Mulvaney more, Bud Light segment as you go away. Says David doesn't want me. Okay. Why are you creating narratives over there? She's walking away with a bottle of wine. We talked about this on episode one. How do we keep her happy during the show? Bath, bath and a bottle of wine. What are you over? What are you pouting about over there? All right. I have to keep going. So here's the next thing that happens. I'm sitting down. This guy next to me, he thinks I'm weird. I think he's weird. We're done. No relationship there. Diagonal from me, there's a there's a guy sitting, and somebody already got mad at him because he was going the wrong way in the aisle. And then I see him sitting there, and then I see a, a woman and a, and a kid coming toward him. And the woman gives him like a extremely seductive like tongue, like one of these, basically. It, it was clearly his wife. And I'm like, no, okay. No, I thought some strange. No, 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 not a stranger. It was just his it was wife really on a public plane. Yeah, and the kid was like 15 years old. It's not like the kid was a baby. Kid was 15 years old, but unfortunately, he was on TikTok. He wasn't paying attention to his mom's uh, suggestive gestures. So they sit down, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Nothing to see here. The dad stands up. He can't close the overhead bin. Is there anything more emasculating than not being able to close the overhead bin? Like not being able to open a pickle jar. Yeah. It's just like you, you have to be able to do it. So he's fumbling with this. As he's doing it, stuff's falling out of his bag. And some of the stuff that's falling out there, you know, the blindfolds that people will fly with for like long international. I actually wore one flights. yesterday when I had a <laughs> migraine. <laughs> so... So I'm just sitting there. I'm watching this all play out. And all of a sudden I hear the guy go, hey, you guys want a blindfold? <laughs> of course. Russian speaking guy. Now, this guy probably came to the U.S. I would say in the 80s or the 70s because his English was a lot better than than uh, some of the folks. Ooh, you know, how is family. that possible? Like that, I don't know. that demographic just doesn't exist. I there know. are like no. So because well, they, they, the immigration wasn't allowed. It wasn't allowed before. Fucking travel wasn't allowed. My dad went on like one business trip to Philadelphia in 89 and was like, this is it. Like Philadelphia is the promised land. Yeah. So that was, that was disturbing. Then there was a line for the bathroom in the middle of the flight. I don't know what the heck was going on in there. Pooping on planes is unacceptable. You just can't. Unacceptable. Unless you have explosive diarrhea, IBS, whatever, yeah, you cannot like. We talked about this before. Like, I'll have coffee and I'll like I'll struggle, but I can hold it. Like, I'll be okay. It's just after you make it like an hour after like really needing to go, it's gone. It's gone. It doesn't come back unless you reaggravate it with like Tabasco sauce or more coffee. You're good. So it's it's so uncomfortable too to get in there. Like we're big guys. You have no space. No, sp- like you can't even wipe like properly. You stand like there's no angle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause basically your head's coming out of the little, little sliding door and it's the a- doors. They're so, I always screw up with the doors. You slide left to right, right to Lights left. Is there on. a hand on the turn? It's like, Oh, what if the thing says vacant and somebody walks in? It's just such a mess. You can't find the garbage can. You can. You have to really press the button to flush. Like you got to really fucking get it. The sink is, goes for like two and a half seconds max before you have to press it again. We when we flew for the first time with the baby when she was three months old, or like she pooped like on the flight, or she maybe I think she was like six months old. She pooped on. She's pooped on every flight we've been on. She's been on seven flights. She's pooped every single time, of course. Um, so I went to change her and as I'm changing her, like she had her pacifier in, I pick her up, like we're all done. And I, um, I peed myself. I peed in the toilet 
and I pressed the flush. Did you, did you hear how you said that? What? You, peed, you, you said yeah, you said I peed myself. Oh. It's okay. Bad Keep podcasting. going. That was Keep for the going. listeners to catch. I yes. as I press the flush button, it's like a movie. She spits out the pacifier. It goes into the toilet. Gone. <laughs> gone. That is in. You know that is over. It's the, in the cargo. It's in the cargo next to the suitcases. Gone forever. Bye. Did you have backups? No. And that was we relied heavily on the pacifier. And that was amateur hour to not have backups. That was the first time. Now we fly with like five backups because she drops them on the like through the airport. Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's tough. But anyway. Bathroom was a disaster. Then our friend, uh, our friend took his shoes off during the flight. What do you do? You take your shoes off during a flight? Absolutely not. I used to, but that's when I would sit in the same row with my parents, and like everything was like all good under the hood. Basically, you just—I was always in the window seat, and it's like nobody saw what you were doing over there. I wear to the airport like. I'm against people wearing sweats and stuff to the airport. Have some self-respect. And I, look at me, right? Like, I always wear a white T-shirt. I have a beater underneath, okay? I have a, I have a beater underneath. Um, so when I talk about self-respect, it's rich. But have some self-respect when you go to the airport. I always wear jeans. And I'll wear a hat. Like, it's fine. And I know, no slippers. Like, no Crocs. I wear comfortable running shoes like Hoka's because I know I'm going to be uncomfortable. It's a long day. So I and I tie my shoes like a fucking normal person. It is so unacceptable to me. People dressing like slobs in the airport with their hoods up and they're like half asleep as they're fucking walking. Like, I know it's early. Put your put your jeans on. Put a belt on. It's I, I'm I'm very much back and forth between those two worlds because I see the comfort in the sweats but at the same time, there's a level of, you know, self-respect that you try to maintain while you're traveling. So we'll do maybe we'll do a poll about this. Ask the cynics if uh, if they're wearing sweats or if they're wearing uh, at least casual you really clothes. Think user one two four seven nine five on TikTok owns a belt. Anything, but yeah, owns a belt. Anything that sets off a metal detector. Yeah, I don't know if user one two four five nine is flying international either but we don't want to such lose a, our audience so such a crude thing to say about listen listen we have the spotify and apple analytics okay we know more about your guys's habits than than you think so um, thank, you for, thank you for those who watch the videos all the way through yeah exactly our, have our podcast numbers gone up like on listeners how did last week's podcast do uh this is really bad but i don't know <laughs> I was I can Business check guys. I can check right now. I don't think it did much better than the third episode, but I'm refreshing the feed now. Oh, not not bad. Um actually so so right now here here's our ranking. So the first episode did the best. Having said that, I think over a third of those listens were you and me. So and take Hannah. that with the and Hannah. Take it with a grain of salt. The only one she listened to was that one. So Oh shoot! I'm actually I'm I'm in the wrong order. So, um, actually we're we're going downhill. So the first episode was the best. The second was the next best. Then the third. Then the fourth. So, we'll see. I guess nobody wanted to hear my take on on benches, but if you want to, uh, it's it's out there on on all podcasting platforms. But anyway, so we we get off the plane. First stop was in Rome. Rome. Old city, a lot of history. Can't say it's super livable. That's how I judge a lot of cities. Like, would I want to live here? Could I see myself living here? Obviously, unfortunately, I judged our first uh, college like that and somehow came to the conclusion that the answer was yes, which was a, a big mistake. But um, a big thing in Rome is is these peddlers. And the it's not even like a homeless thing. It's these individuals that are, selling like the lightsabers on the street. Yeah. 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 Right jewelry. By, uh, the Trevi fountain. I vividly, yes. vividly remember. Yes. It's the same guys. They've been there for 50 years. They've been there for forever. And, and they don't, they don't stop. They don't like, you have to say, you either have to pretend like they don't exist, which sucks because then they might come closer to you and you kind of don't want them to invade your, your space to, to get your attention. 
or you have to say no firmly somewhere in the neighborhood of seven times. And it's just very... My dad had the best way to deal with these things. He spoke in Russian with them, he right? He told them off in Russian. Like, one time we were taking a taxi in London back to the airport. We were leaving. Um, and the taxi driver was being like, really, but he's trying to sell us something. It was weird. And my dad like started talking so much shit about him in Russian, like to us and to him. And we arrive at the airport and the guy responds in Russian. Oh no. And I mean, the guy was, you know, he was an African guy. He was from Africa. Um, he had a thick African accent. Um, and he responded in right. And I think at the time I was like, oh, my God, like this guy's going to be so pissed. This is dangerous. Yeah. But yeah. But I think like I think he's probably just seen enough Russian tourists and knows three words like looking back on it now. But at the time I was like, this guy speaks fucking Russian, too. We're, you were screwed. Yeah. I anyway, one, peddlers. Yeah. So so one of them, one of them came up to me and as he direct quote, he said, he said, Are you from Africa, playboy to me. How is that going to get me interested? Calling me a... That's not... First off, I, I'm not the type that wants to be called a playboy. Certainly, ass and walk away. Certainly don't want to be called by, by a peddler. And then... I, I just... I don't understand. Are they trying to find common ground with me? I also... I had my, my headphones in because I was still alone in this part of the trip. I just... I don't understand it. And... And, and and the people, there were some dumb American tourists, I have to say, who got in conversations with them and then immediately regretted it because they were had to work their way out of when it. I just saw this like the other day, the Trevi Fountain, some activists got in it and like spilled something in there. I think that was before I got there. But yeah, honestly, I, I don't know how, how you feel about the whole like where your travel routine is, but we, we blew through a lot of these touristy places, kind of just like a, a look, take a picture, fly by and leave. We didn't do the formal tours. We didn't wait. I'm so anti tours. Why are you anti tours? Walk me through it. Now you don't want to learn anything. No, I don't actually. When I was younger, like, I get it. I was in school, I was doing history. There's something to it. Like, I would want to see a couple things, maybe. But like, if I'm traveling with my wife, I want to go and actually enjoy the city. Like, enjoy okay. the city and like feel the city. The history is not the city today. Like, there are some things that you have to see. Like, you have to, right? Like, and they're legitimately cool. But if you go too much into it, like, I want to eat the food, drink the wine and hit up as many as authentic places as possible. And there's a balance. I think like if you're in Paris, like you go to the Louvre, like that's, that's an experience that you will enjoy. But, and like go to the Vatican. If you're in, if you're in Rome, go to the Vatican. Like that is an experience you will enjoy, but to go and see, can I, can I cut you off on the Vatican real quick? You so we did, we no. Well, so we, I, I have a lot of, read the Da Vinci Code and Angel and Demons, love the movies, love the books. I have a lot, of, books a lot of respect for, a lot of respect for the Vatican. Was very excited. We had to get a tour. We, we each dropped 70 bucks on a tour because the general admission line was five hours long, looping outside to get in. So I think we made the right call there. Now, There's, here's, when it's logistically necessary. Right. Here's what I will say, though. This is this is where I, I need to I need to go off. So obviously, there's two main, I guess, three main iconic parts of the Vatican. There's the museums, which have a lot of art, history, etc. There's the, the Basilica, St. Peter's Basilica. Didn't get in there. And then there's the famous Sistine Chapel, Michelangelo's painting, ceiling walls, etc. I think it's the holiest site in Catholicism. If if that's not correct, someone please correct me. So we go into the miserated by we're we're by our by our, our old friend. No, she's not Catholic. Sorry. So 
we're in we're in line we're at the end of the tour and we're in line to get into the chapel and it's we're starting to get a, go downstairs very dimly lit corridor very narrow very steep so you can tell something something big is coming and the rule that they have is you can't talk in there and you can't take pictures which i totally get and respect like holy place you know decorum respect i'm all for it and i you know unlike some of the other sightseeing that we did, I don't, if pictures aren't allowed, I don't need to take a picture to be like, Hey, I was here and saw this, this, and this. We walk in into the chapel. I wasn't even positive that it was the chapel. I had to look at the ceiling to realize that it was it because there were a thousand people in there and everybody was talking and everybody was taking pictures. And I just, I lost my mind. I mean, there, there, there were ushers who were talking and trying to like maneuver people around. And this whole notion of holiest place, insane art, all this history, et cetera. And it's a complete clown show in there. And I felt like the moment was a little bit ruined for me because I experienced it with 999 other people that most of whom weren't, who, nobody's the like the people that go there they're not there to connect with god they're just tourists i mean some of them could be on a pilgrimage but you're probably right they were setting up if, if you had paid attention to my instagram post instead of shitting all over it they were setting up for a for an audience with the pope the following day uh we didn't make for it for him but, to crawl out of his lair give one of these and i think he gave a speech i don't know what he said but Anyway, so that was Rome. Then we went to Madrid. Madrid was awesome. Loved first time I had been there. Amazing city, clean, good restaurants, places to go out. I bet the food was so good. The tapas to die for, to die for. Just absolutely, absolutely remarkable. So coming back uh, to New York, do you still feel the electricity of new york or are you totally over oh no it's it's gone it's completely gone regret the like (laughs) no but i I think gotta be asking you all the time if you regret the move no i think she's too afraid to bring it up but here's what i will say there's i think there's a very natural feeling of not wanting to come home after a vacation and not wanting to go back to whatever normal daily life is. And that's certainly hundred percent true, but I definitely think there's a second thing where it's specifically not wanting to come back here because of all the baggage that comes with it. So, I mean, Miami. I was looking, I was, well, I was looking around at Madrid cost of living job situation. I'm not going to move to Madrid, but it was just Guys some thoughts that I had early, early life crisis, quarter life crisis. You can't, what I've, what I'm starting to figure out is you can't just move and hope that everything is going to resolve itself. You just bring your problems with you to a new place. That's unfortunately the way that this thing works. And sure, some things can get incrementally better or worse, but it's uh there's like a little like honeymoon period for the first few months yeah so i had so so this is a good segue to something that i had uh also on my list so i probably my honeymoon period in new york was probably like four months i i got here in april of 22 and probably probably last you're welcome by the way for the support of course we, we were the first ones to encourage you right yeah it was i i started having a serious I was about to say starting starting to have a, a serious thoughts. I was starting to have serious thoughts about it uh, when I was when I was with you guys, and I think even I think my dad was shocked when he asked me like, "When did you make the decision?" and and I told him, and he was like, "So you went there and you just made the decision?" It was a lot of skepticism. Oh, does he blame me? No, there's no blame. There's wait, no wait, blame. Wait, wait. Hold on, this was on my topic for a couple couple weeks ago. This is they probably blame me similarly to how they blame me for our college debacle. So, do you want to give a background on that? Yeah, the short version. Um, I was playing college tennis, I was a year older than David in terms of school, it's like a three month actual difference. 
Um, but a year older in terms of school, I was playing college tennis, um, in a, in a different state, you know, random state that we, you know, lived far away from. And I, uh, I hated it. My first year, I absolutely, I absolutely <laughs> and lied through his fucking teeth. I hated it, but I bought in to the program and it wasn't the tennis that I actually did like the tennis. I just hated the school. I hated the city. It sucked. And uh, I lied so hard and recruited David so hard. And this, and the team recruited David, got him to come to the school. Cause I had and, no other options he had or no, no other feasible, no other feasible options and left a semester later and abandoned him there completely. Literally broke like him down, broke his spirit, soured him on the school and the team and left. <laughs> and all ironically, as we were starting to cook from a tennis standpoint, we were going to, we were going we were gonna to be, you know, the we number two team. We were positioning and, ourselves to be the number two team. We were starting to cook and I left and, the famous, the famous, the famous dinner at Applebee's where I thought you were going to kill me or that something happened to you. I, 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 I asked I was our, way too dramatic about it. We need I, to talk. Okay, okay. But in your, in your defense, is there a normal way to say what you were going to tell me? I mean, you were probably feeling awkward. And, and guilty I, I in some ways. So dramatic. It was, I look back at that. I'm like me leaving the, the garbage bag of, uh, of team clothes outside of the coach's office, trying to sell it to other guys or give it to Goodwill. Like I still don't understand why people overreacted to that. Like scummy move. It's gross. It's the brand. It's the brand. These clothes were worn for like 11 days straight without wash. The brand was tarnished. Some of them had under armor. Some of them were Nike. Some of them didn't have a logo at all. Some Some of them them said dry fit. Others said the new it's so acronym acronym. Yeah. People might going to start. No, I don't think anyone's going to figure out what this is. Yeah. So I don't know. Nobody, nobody blames you. And if anything, the, uh, your departure was a win-win in some ways because you got, it got you to be like, you got closure elsewhere. And then I had to force myself to be at least slightly more social. I mean, I was dead weight. We, every <laughs> David was a freshman. And so I was like a year in David lived in the dorms. I like, we, I lived in the dorm, but it was like a, I had a suite. I had my own room. And room. instead of doing like what yeah, room, it prison was cell. cell, it was a closet. <laughs> instead of doing like what normal college kids do, David would come over after class, just saunter across this enormous campus, <laughs> depressed, come up these enormous do, stairs, do 25 minutes of econ homework online. <laughs> and then we would, we, this is so dumb. We would play a stupid made up. Everyone was like, all right. When I say we played a stupid game, at least we didn't hunt zombies on campus, right? Like, there was, like, a common thing of people hunting zombies with, like, Nerf guns on campus. Fully we in played, public. Like, fake baseball in our in our dorm. Watched the, during the Cubs playoff run and then would order obscene amounts of disgusting food or go out and spend a bunch of money on obscene amounts of disgusting food. We were just gross. driving like 15 miles off campus just to get away from there, <laughs> just to get away with a car that my, my parents had given me to like transport to practice. Didn't go to practice, faked an injury all year. It was great. Such losers. My, I gained so much weight. My acne on my face was out of control from my diet and lack of hygiene. <laughs> my favorite was when this was probably the worst of the worst. I think the baseball was over at the time already and we were we were hanging out hanging out playing baseball on like a saturday night and there was a full-blown quote-unquote party for this school it was kind of a party happening in the suite where some of your roommates invited over their friends and you know i remember this they there was a little bit of action going on and we're we're trying to play our game and these people are looking at us like what the fuck are these guys doing what are they doing a a rubber basketball and a couch cushion as like the strike zone (laughs) it was a danger zone like we were we were hitting the shit out of this ball we were hurling the pitch and and hitting basically swinging at this washington wizards (laughs) nerf ball at the speed of light with a tennis racket and there were people in the hallway mingling 
people <laughs> freaks. We were freaks. I mean, they were more losers than we are, like objectively. But in that moment, like we were the ultimate losers. We had no alibi. I mean, there was no justification for what we were doing. How about that one night? Do you remember when um, when the cops came? When Rafi got arrested? Yeah. This was this guy looked like Rafi from the league. Anyone look him up? He was disgusting. He was a rando. So there were five guys from our tennis team living in this um, in this suite, and there was a sixth room. So we got paired with a rando that nobody knew, and. Um, we had one guy, one of the tennis guys who was like infamous drug dealer on campus. Um, and I, I had never, you know, I didn't even, I didn't smoke. I didn't do anything. You know, we're on the tennis team. We were disciplined. And one night I was on FaceTime with Hannah who was, you know, we were dating for like six months and I'm just sitting like in, just like I am right now with a shirt, I have pants on, but then I had (laughs) underwear on just sitting there in my room. It's like midnight or 1am and banging on the door. I'm like, what the fuck? So I go open the door and there's cops. Like, can we search your room? I'm like, yeah, go ahead search my room. And <laughs> there's nothing to search. search. They searched. Yeah. You step in, fucking turn your head left and right. Uh, they searched my room. And then as I see them leaving Rafi's room with the biggest bag of weed I've ever seen. I mean, it looked like it was out of, like narcos yeah it was huge and he got arrested like i mean legitimately should have been arrested but someone smelled weed and they came out of that but that reminds me how about uh, it's not even a nickname for him my freshman year roommate this is an entire story of its own he was the biggest degenerate ever he was disgusting wow that's really mean he was a really nice guy (laughs) (laughs) if he's listening to this really nice guy um but it was unacceptable what he did to it. Like, I am not a clean person. I'm not like, I'm a, I'm a messy slob, but he took it to a new level. He had clothes, sweaty clothes. Just when I, I can post a picture like mountains of it. He would smoke weed. He was on the tennis team. We had practice at five. Was it five 30? Did we start five 45? Five 45. We yeah. would start for practice at five 45. So we'd have to be awake at four 45, five. This guy would smoke weed. Before our practice, I would wake up to the bubbling of his bong. That was my alarm. <laughs> That's really good. And I was always so scared that like, I'd get in trouble. And then he also had an apple bong and he had a gallon, like a carton water bong. I didn't understand any of it. When I say he would smoke seven or eight times a day, I'm not kidding. Like straight up. I think he had a, like a the first person I've ever seen addicted to weed. But anyway, the story culminates at similar situation. 1 a.m. I'm like watching house of such a loser is freshman year the year before. And I'm sitting, you know, just chilling also in my underwear and banging on the door. I open it. Cops. They're like, is your roommate here? Like, no. Like, can we search your room? I'm like, like, what am I going to say? No. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your warrant? (laughs) He, this is such a funny picture. I've, this was posted on Facebook, but he was at a party like, two nights before and there was a police car police came and broke up the party and he ran away from the party. He went outside, went downstairs, opened the door to the police car, stole the police officer's jacket, put it on and ran away. And I remember seeing this jacket. I came home one night. I'm like, what the fuck? This jacket was draped over his chair and the police came and they found it. And there was, there's a picture of him on Facebook. It was like, if anyone has seen this individual, like, please contact local police. And he got arrested. Obvious. That was like serious. Like, that's not. I mean, you can't do that. You, you can't just can't do, do that. that. <laughs> he got arrested and like charged and like he had to go back for court like over the summer. And, and he was his parents were like such hardworking immigrants. They were like professors at like a major university of like engineering or physics. And he was a really smart. Do you remember him? Yeah. I mean, I, I had probably floor between our bunks when we were recruiting you. Yeah. I probably said a grand total of three words to him because he was asleep when I arrived. And I think he was still asleep when we got up. Yeah. He definitely woke up when he saw you. He was a bum. He was a bum. Dude. What's up, dude. He's your stereotypical like stoner from those commercials in the 2000s. Yeah, and then and then I think the last that I saw of him was later that night when he was hurling a box of uh, a case of beer into his backpack. 
That's that's all I knew him for. People are so gross. Um, we should. Um, that's that's not from Hannah's. I was I was ready to read some messages. Surprisingly, she the wine must have uh, curbed her. Had an effect. Had an effect. We should. Uh, I think we need to discuss Succession, even if the listeners don't like it. Like we have or to hear it after the finale. <laughs> No, no, this will be up before the finale. This will be so, up. Yeah, this will be up. We're going to upload what? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tonight? Yeah, we'll go tomorrow. Um, so are you, you're caught up. I'm caught up. Finale, series finale this Sunday. Yes. What is your prediction? I've seen stuff like, you'll be surprised at how it ends. Like, you, you won't see it coming. I can't see what we can't see coming. Like, unless they all... So I let think me they all have to decide to walk away like that. I don't see any other ending. Well, what, what does walking away look like though? Like nobody's the C none of them are the CEO of Waystar Royco payday. Gojo acquires. So, so you're saying just old school Madsen takes the deal, takes over, but there needs the to be US. some closure for each of them. Like Shiv needs to be happy having her baby and like reconciling with Tom, which I don't see happening. Um, Roman, what Jerry, what is, like, what is happiness for Roman? Jerry, uh, Marsha, like Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't, um, Kendall is too far gone with his family. Like I think he burned all every the bridges. Bridge. Yeah. Like that was bad. That was bad. I'm team Kendall. Like you are all the way, but the way he treats his ex-wife is she, I, she okay. But with a lot. I, this is going to be bad, but I, I kind of agreed with some of the things that he said to her when he was like, when he was like, everything's fine. You're, you're too online. You're, you're living online. He's, I, he's I right. With that. But like, you can't say that's your, from ex-wife. the hysterical mother perspective, yeah. like when your children have been like harassed. Right. Um, I get it. And like, you didn't love your dad and your grandkids don't love him. Like it's okay if they don't come to the funeral, like that funeral was a circus. That wasn't a real funeral. That was a show. Yeah. But why do I feel like this is actually how these funerals go for these types of individuals? Like we're just not in that world. John McCain's funeral. It was all clips. Like it was all who was invited, who wasn't, what, who said what, who didn't say what, like, that's all. I, that's the most famous funeral. I, I mean, forget the queen. Like, that's not real. But, like, <laughs> I mean, that's a funny comment. I, <laughs> it, you could argue it's not very important. It's only important to people it's not, in. It's not important. people in. There, no stock price is changing from no. anything anyone says. I just, I would never have guessed that we'd be here to begin with. Like the fact that they've introduced a another company into this that's bigger and stronger and they've introduced this are they though like now we're seeing this way i feel like this india i feel like this india thing is not real i mean it is real but i don't think it's going to have a material impact because they they leaked it as huge news and it didn't seem like it caused much of a stir but kendall's plan is to turn it around and acquire them Right. If what he needs, I mean, he basically needs a blessing from the board, a.k.a. Frank, uh, Sandy and Stewie. You know what? I don't understand. Why do they want the CEO role? Like power. Yes, power. But you are at the mercy of the board. You do two things they don't like and you're voted off. You're gone. Yeah, I mean, you're they... not Logan. Like, you don't have majority. <sighs> they, I think they've. If there's any weakness in the show, it's that you know they they do a pretty good job of hitting on a lot of corporate governance points, and they had shareholder proxy votes from seasons past. But I think the you know the board approval of Kendall and Roman being co-CEOs earlier in the season was a little bit rushed. And, and then again, I'm not sure how quickly that would happen in in real life. And that's why I I ultimately don't think the show ends on some kind of procedural thing where like, Oh, they get screwed by the board. I just don't see the writers doing that. Something you think something will be left up to interpretation. 
Well, I don't want to spoil The Sopranos for anyone. I don't know if you intend to watch. If you haven't watched The Sopranos yet, you're not going to. So go ahead. That was one, I mean, probably one of the greatest shows of all time. That's a show that was left very open to interpretation, although I think there's a strong side on on what actually happened. It's hard to end a great show. Right. Breaking I think Breaking Bad character. Breaking Bad was a perfect ending. Because he died. He died and Dignit- like Dignit- every everything Dignit- was settled. Yes. In a dignified manner. Everything was settled. <sighs> Ozark a little bit. I didn't love it. Decisive. I didn't yeah. love it. I needed it more. It basically they just ended it with okay, the kids are like the parents now. Great. We won't do any more seasons. Okay. I think every I I really lean with you in that everybody's going to go down. But then again, Mankin's not going to go down. He won the election already, unless that know. gets overturned. I think there's him and as ends up as the president elect. Is that going to happen? No, I think it'll be very like open-ended too. Like I think it's going to, you know, some historical recount, some, some bullshit. So here's, here's, here's what I will say. I thought that something really bad was going to happen to Roman at the end of the last episode. AKA oh, he the, might've died. Crowd, yeah. I thought he was, well, so initially I thought suicide was in play because he, he, he handled, he handled the whole situation, the worst of, of everybody. And I thought suicide was in play. Then obviously it was rage. And it showed that, you know, at, at heart, he just wants to swear at people and pick, you know, dumb fights that he's not going to win. But I was, I was worried about what might happen to him. Shiv. I've, you and I have never liked her uh, from a great actress, but just the character sucks. Personality sucks. Nothing ever goes her way. The fact that she's drinking while she's 20 months pregnant or whatever is unacceptable. Well, that actually is okay from a, um, is it actually, it is okay after the first trimester. So after 12 weeks, um, you can have like a glass or two of wine a few times a week and it gets absorbed by the placenta and it's totally fine. Okay, well, thank That's you. That's why for- you heard like Tom say, like, I'm okay with this because it's fine. And she was like, I know it's fine. Like, that's an actual thing. It's very interesting because I, well, you're just going to, you're just going to roast me because I misinterpreted the outcome of that scene because I thought he was giving her flack for the fact that she was drinking while no. pregnant. But I mean, I, I understand. I also, I also watched that episode on, very few hours of sleep and was extremely jet lagged. So with succession, like you have to be dialed in. Yeah. Yeah, Like I didn't, I waited to get caught up like until I knew I'd have time. Like there were nights where I'd get to the TV, like alone at like 11 and I'd watch something else. Cause I knew I was going to fall asleep 25 minutes in. And I didn't want to like, I wanted to be locked in cause you check out and like, you miss like nuanced conversations and, you know, when you have a Greg Tom conversation, like you don't want to, you know, you don't want to miss some funny word. little joke. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm letting the listeners and the cynics down by not coming up with a prediction. If I, if I had to guess, I think Kendall wins, but I don't feel, I don't, I just don't understand how that's winning. Like in reality, like you lose out on billion. What What's their pay? Like, I don't understand how much was Logan worth? Like, what was the, if if he's Murdoch, what what is Murdoch worth? Like seven million, seven billion. I mean, so the company's worth, I think, around ten. They were talking about nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So probably, I mean, I don't know, a third of that maybe is what the family owns, and then. But they're talking Sandy's. about it as if, like, after the acquisition, they would all make billions, which I don't. I don't see that. Like their shares can't be. They could make billions for sure. Each. Like a bill each. Yeah, it's possible. So there's four of them. Uh, Con probably has a little less. Yeah, but Con just bought a hundred million or $50 million 
mansion of an, a $75 million mansion of an apartment for Marsha and then spend another $100 million on this stupid fucking campaign to lose in 0.3 seconds in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Such a clown. What a joke of a character. Slovenia, Tajikistan, Oman. Oman. He, I saw Romania. like a, a Murdoch um, comparison. And I mean, that's like a real character. I think in reality, the Connor Roy equivalent is female. His oldest child from another marriage. Um, but anyway, I don't, I don't understand how being CEO making what? 50 mil a year, like 40 the salary, mil a year. The salary doesn't even matter. I mean, it, but like your share stays the same. And I mean, I know money's not like, but if I were them, when they were talking about taking their payouts and going to start their own thing, that makes sense. Like that's power. You build your own thing and you are in true control. That makes sense. But I don't I think get it. I don't there's get why a, want it. There's a legacy component. It's their dad is clearly a titan of industry, corporate America. But they hate him. But they love him. I don't get that either. Like I really, I really don't do that. I always thought cutting like, ties is hard. But they you did understand? cut like over and over and over again. They would betray each other. Like even like how are we moving on from Shiv betraying both of them? In the conference room. It was fucking five minutes ago. And then we're moving on like, hey, sis, like, good luck with your speech. Like, no, you have been undermining us. I can never look you in the eye again. I think the reality is probably somewhere in between the way you're describing it and the way it is in the show where you're probably right. But at the same time, these are people that have to interface with each other. And there's some kind of blood bond that prevails. But my last point on succession, I, I know we've been talking succession for too long. Did we really just forget that Kendall killed that kid in, in England or in Scotland? It has to, well, it has to come up now that he's trying to bring over Logan's old bodyguard on you his think? side. I mean, we he's have one episode all the... left. Is it two hours? Like I heard it's going to be long, like hour and a half, I think. So, is that are we really I, I guess we could see that being brought up and then that being what like pushes as a lever as a lever yeah. and like just disappear and like pay the guy out. Like the guy's gonna bring it up, right? Like he hates Kendall. So I don't maybe he the guy doesn't bring it up, but who all, who else knows who's against Kendall? Shiv. She knows. Does she know? Yeah, remember the scene in in uh, Italy at at their mom's oh, wedding yeah, when yeah, yeah. when he was crying and he told them both. And you think Roman, she would? That's that's cutting ties. That's. I mean, she's she's a power hungry. You know what? She really is. Say so, it, believe it. It's more work for me to do. Um, I I think she's going to bring it up to Matson. But the problem is, if Madsen goes public with that, that devalues what he's paying for. So, because it's a press nightmare, it's an indictment on current leadership. So it's it's messy. I'm excited. Messy. I have to watch Sunday night. I don't care how late it is. I'll drink coffee to watch it. <laughs> you won't sleep all night. But I agree with you. I mean, it's for you. It's it's going to be eight to nine thirty. That's fine. Thank you, all the cynics, for listening. Uh, more clips to come on social, like, comment, subscribe, view, share, and uh, we'll show you. Unsubscribe, resubscribe. Yep. All right. If you if you're listening, send us a DM. Let us know you're listening. We'll give you a shout out on the next show. Absolutely. All right. Take care, everyone. We'll see you on the next show.